Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Hey, welcome to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Every time. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes, we made it back. And you know what, Ed? What? There's always room at the end. That's so true. That is so true. There is always room at the inn with today's guest, Timothy Parkhurst. Prosperity flows freely to those with an open mind. Ah. The only thing between you and your desire is a worn-out idea. Trust God and welcome new thoughts. Give freely and make room for your greater good. And during the second segment, Timothy Parkhurst, co-host of Cigar and C- Cigars and Sea Stories podcast, clears the clears away the mental cobwebs with today's daily word, which is giving. Ah, now are we going to jump right in with some good readings before the breaths? We'll, we'll do this one to lead in. Yes. Because, uh, Always room at the end is a reference to the Bible. It's perfect for this time of year. This is our last show of the year. That's right. And. Um, Yes, actually, someone was asking me about our show, and I told him about today's idea about there's always room at the end and what that was referencing, and she's like, hmm, that's a good take on that. Well, great. Let's hear it then. Okay. <laughs> so let's hear. From The Power of Decision by Raymond Charles Barker, which is um, all the books that you hear will are uh, listed under the reading list on DarylAndEd.com. You can uh, click on a link and purchase them for your own enjoyment and morning routine. So he says on page 154... In my version, some years ago, a distant relative of mine came to my church only because he was visiting in New York and wanted to see how I was doing. 
He was really more interested in seeing how large the congregation was and if the right people attended. In his own city, he was a member of a large church and had served in many ways in that church. The second Sunday, he did a little listening to my talk and later in the day mentioned two ideas I had discussed from the platform. The third Sunday, he really listened. He took in the entire lecture and was intrigued by it. When he left for the airport, he remarked that he was glad he was going home. He said that if he were to hear me speak again, he might be convinced. But, he said, he was too old now to change churches. He wanted to die in his own denomination. A few years later, he did just that. He wanted nothing to do with ideas that might cause him to do a little thinking outside of and beyond his already accepted religious beliefs. The fact that he did not adopt my ideas did not bother me. What bothered me was to realize that the mechanics of his mind were so set in routines that any or all creative and inspiring ideas were unconsciously rejected by his consciousness. He was a successful, prosperous man and a good man by all the world's standards. I often use the scriptural phrase, there was no room for them in the inn, as being symbolic of the closed mind that does not want new ideas to enter it. It, its area of curiosity is dead. Oh my goodness! Yes. Just the other day, yes, I was. Uh, Lori told me good news. She said our couch is being built. Yes, and uh, I said, "Wow, that's great!" And then I started to get a little concerned. Yes, because they're giving, uh, they're making the couch for free. And they're going to be shooting a commercial with us and the couch and the pets because yes. it's a pet-friendly fabriced couch in our house. So I said, oh, well, and then I started to feel a panic rise. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, can we uh, have the couch set up over here, stage it over here because I don't want the air conditioners in the shot. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, she said it's going to take six to eight weeks to make the couch and then a week to ship the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't have to worry about that right now. And because we've been reading this yes. and, you know, accepting new ideas, I no longer argue with positive a positive suggestion. So I just said, you're right. Yep. Because the old habit is to, well, of course we do, because it's going to be here. And we, <laughs> well, and what we're referring to with the, the keeper and what uh, Park, uh, Raymond Charles Barker was referring to was the story in the Bible of, uh, Mary and Joseph looking for a place for Jesus to be born, and they went to the inn, and the innkeeper said, no, there's no more room here. So that's why he ended up being born in a manger, because none of the innkeepers would would, would give them a room to right. stay in. Well, because the innkeeper probably like, oh, I don't want this. What is this bum and his pregnant wife? Ah, these aren't the type of people yes. we like in our hotel. Yes. Can they really even afford to be here? I don't want people to get the wrong idea if I let their kind in here. That's right. But the truth is, and in the metaphor for when I, when inspired ideas arrive, it's if you know it's a willingness to drop everything with an open mind yes. and just accept the good for what it is. Unlike the guy in this in uh, Barker's story that was glad he was leaving because. The actual, the inspir, he, he didn't want the inspiration because he was going to upset the apple cart or whatever. You know, he was going to, he was going to have to let go of some old ways of thinking and he didn't want to do that. Well, and look at what the, the idea that comes like to the innkeeper. Yeah. Seems like, you know, these frazzled couple. Yes. 
you know, with a mule and a pregnant wife and yeah. she's about to give birth. This isn't a place for that. And yes. he turns it away. Like we, that's why I like, uh, Paul Arden's quote, which is don't be afraid of silly ideas. And he's basically saying, keep an open mind. Yeah. Because this by all appearances look like riffraff he didn't want in his inn. And yet look what it turned out to be. The, yeah. the blessing to the world. Yeah. In my case, I mean, it's a constant re, 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 revisiting and refreshing of our browser of the world. Yes. You know, because when I was younger, I went through a lot of sickness and I was like, uh, took a lot of antibiotics, did all this stuff, right? And so when I was about 18 or 19, I went on an alternate route. I went through, I, I got a lot of healing from this Ayurvedic med- doctor that I'd met, this, you know, from India, that kind of medicine. And I, I, I did herbs, I did all this stuff, but, and that really helped me. But, but recently now I've, because I was able to, um, you know, for, I went to, I, I had to search all these different places, but recently I got sick and, Truly the best thing for me was some antibiotics because of the infection that had set in and I had been sick for a long time and I wasn't sure about, you know, slightly hanging on to should I take antibiotics, almost like it's like a religious sin to do so, you know? Which is not true. Right, right. So um, I went to, I was actually at, tra- I had been affirming whatever medical uh, advice or direction I need will come to me easily. And that day I had this inspired idea to just go to the Kaiser where I have my insurance and I was putting it off a little bit. I went to Trader Joe's and on my way, right after I paid for my food, I, I, the man said something to me, the cashier. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't hear you that well. My ears are really plugged. And he looked at me. This is, and he, this is when Jesus arrived at the door where Mary yes. arrived. The, the, uh, the divine idea arrived Came at the door. Came from the least likely source. Yeah. He looked me in the eye and he said, Oh, I had my ears plugged for two and a half months. He said, he looked me right in the eye. This guy I had just met, I had never, never met him before, the cashier. And he said, the only thing that's going to heal that is antibiotics. He said, you better take a serious look at that. And then I said, all right, thanks, man. And, and off I went. And that night I went on and, and, and got the antibiotics. And, and I've been healing and I've been doing better. And then the thing is, my ears were were hanging out because I took the antibiotics, but I didn't take the the decongestant that they gave me because again I'm not going to overdo it take too many things that could help me and there was a time in my life where it was, those things were no longer working for me but I'm not in that place anymore I'm in a new place yes so this time it was so funny just yesterday I finally said you know what I got to clear my ears up I'm taking this Claritin D that they gave me and and I did that and that that very evening I went to Elliot's fencing club and, and uh, a lot of the parents there, there's a bunch of different doctors. And I went for a walk with this woman who's so nice. Her name is Marina. And she we had a great talk and she was talking to me. I said, I'm sorry, I can't quite hear yet. I'm just getting over something. Uh, you know, and I, I took the antibiotics, but now this ear thing's still lingering. She looked me in the eye and the one it started to like, you know, as much as my rational mind would like to know, like I kind of know this isn't that big a deal. Part of me was freaking out. Is this ever going to go away? Is something wrong? You know, whatever. Yes. She looked me in the eye and she said, oh, that's normal. Four to six weeks maximum, it'll be gone. It's It happens more often than you think. She told me all this stuff without me even asking her for any advice. And I just, like you said, I said, great. And I welcomed it in. And today, after one day of just taking that... You mean uh, decongestant? My ears are almost completely better. You mean you didn't argue with her and go, "Yeah, but this has been going on for weeks. I don't know if it's ever going to get better." No, because this show has taught me yeah. not to be a stingy innkeeper. That's right. We're not stingy innkeepers anymore. What are Let we? Let it in and then give it out. That's what we say. So, so what are we? 
Well, why don't we take a breath to clear our mind and just go right into and it? And we'll tell them what we are. Yep. Take a breath. Uh, I'm no stingy keeper. I am a prosperous reaper. Uh, I'm no stingy keeper. I'm a prosperous reaper. Uh, I want to encourage you to grab your lapels. lapels yeah, like a you, very wealthy old-timey man or yes. woman. And what? say this with us. Yeah, grab them like a prosperous old banker. Yes. I'm no stingy keeper. I'm a prosperous reaper. Yeah. All right. We have something miraculous to share with you from today's Yes. Around the Year with Emmett Fox from December 21st. And it's called Stop Limiting God. And it kicks off with, The principal reason why prayers are not answered is because in our hearts we limit the power of God. The Bible constantly tells us that the people got into trouble because they limited the Holy One. When you say, There is no way out of my difficulty, what can it possibly mean except that you cannot see a way out? When you say, It's too late now. What can that possibly mean except that it's too late for you? When you pray, you are turning to the power of God, and surely you will admit that God is omnipotent, and therefore nothing can be too difficult or too late or too soon for him. You will surely admit that the infinite wisdom knows at least more than you do, to put it rather mildly. Well, Infinite wisdom takes action, and here's the key, when we pray. And so our own limitations do not matter unless we think they do. Yes. And that's being the stingy keeper. It means choose to believe that God is working in your life, in your affairs, no matter how overwhelming it may seem at the time. And it says here, it wraps it up with, Children often find themselves completely overcome by a difficulty that a grown-up person easily solves. What to the child seems an impossibility is quite easy to his father, and so even our greatest difficulties are simple to God. Infinite wisdom knows a beautiful and joyous solution to any dilemma. And that's the key. Any dilemma has a joyous solution. Do not limit the power of God for good in your life. You know what, that goes perfectly into this reading from Joy, which is from the writings of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, which was actually a gift to us from Sammy Smith. This week, we got several books and uh, two journals. Thank you very much. Yeah, and here's a little abridged version of this writing called Look to the Future, because um, it's life is, I I heard, actually, I was listening to Osteen, and he said that, like, uh, God won't won't let the forward stuff in until you let go of the past. And I would, I would like to say God is always letting the forward stuff in, but we don't let it in because it's always moving forward. Life, whether you like it or not, it is moving forward. That's why you can't just keep looking back. It's not that you just stop in your tracks, but it's like you're driving down the freeway, but you're looking out the back window. You're going to bump into stuff and you're going to have all sorts of calamity. Well, and it feels horrible because you're, you're pulling away from the flow of life when I'm hanging on to past regrets or past mistakes or, yeah, plus you miss your off-ramp or wherever you want oh, to be going. every time. Yeah, so he says, 
Joy is given to those who can learn from the past and then forget the past. People who can look forward. Dwelling on old disappointments or hurts will rob you of any joy, no, any hope of happiness. Yes. There is such a thing in this life as a kind of victorious forgetfulness when you forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. You have got to have that kind of common sense in order to be happy. If your life has been unhappy up to now, then it's time for you to change your ideas and begin to practice thinking that will radiate happy living into your experiences. I love this right here. Yesterday ended last night. Focus on today. And then we also heard from Joel. Yes. Alstein, a quote from Paul yeah. in his letters to the Philippians, yes. 3.12. And he said, basically he's saying, look, I'm not an expert at this stuff, but yes. there's one thing I do that leads to his success yes. in life. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that's like yesterday. I really thought we weren't going to be doing the show today. Yes. Yesterday I had a migraine to end all migraines. I actually thought I was on my deathbed. Yes. You know, I was throwing up. It was, uh-huh. I couldn't even look at my, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't do anything except right. cold compresses and, and, you know, Lori came home and she said, you're getting better. You're getting yes. better. And I wanted to say, no, I'm not. Right. When's this going to end? But even with that, I don't want to argue with it. Yes. You know, I just said, I know, I know. And she goes, it's going to pass. Just this is a really bad one. And I said, I know. And I just had to keep, like, I would take deep breaths and breathe and practice focusing on my breathing to take my mind away from the, yes. the, the nausea and my headaching. I would just... And I'd breathe and I'd just go, this is only temporary. Yes. This is only temporary. And part of me, little woke up and said, you know what? You're probably going to feel fine by the time of the show. But then there was that little stingy innkeeper going, maybe you should just lay that. No, we can't do this show. It's the first time we're going to have to not do it due to illness. But the, the I, I didn't hang on to the stingy innkeeper. Yeah. I kept that hope alive yes. even though i didn't 100 percent believe it mm. and here we are doing the show and i feel so much better i feel better hour by hour by hour i'm feeling yes. better well there's a parable in luke that uh and it might be probably elsewhere as well i'm no biblical scholar but i happened to stumble upon this last night where jesus is talking to you know the the, the potential followers that are coming up to him and and he's saying one guy says Oh, I'll follow you, but first I got to go home and bury my father. And then Jesus says, "Let the bed, let the dead bury the dead. You come now, you know, come with me." And you know, I, I think about that as a metaphor for yes. like our old beliefs, our yes. par- the beliefs of our parents, or the beliefs of whatever we used to believe. Like we don't have to go back and bury them. We just gotta let. I mean, let them bury themselves. It's time to move forward with the inspired idea. Or how many times, like Mike Dugan, my mentor, he would come up with this great idea. He goes, "Well, you should just go." Like when I had the one unit, you know, condo. Yeah. And he says, "Well, what are you waiting for? You should buy another condo." And I was like, "Well, wait a minute. What's holding you back?" What's like? What's stopping you? Like he would yes. always say that. Yeah. And I learned not to argue with any prosperous idea yeah. that someone was offering. Yeah. Because it, for some reason, even good ideas, we tend to be like the guy who. Well, well wait a minute. 
Yeah. Um, I got to go bury my father. Well, they disrupt that inner apple card because yes. there's another guy who came up to Jesus. Jesus, and he said, "Yeah, I'll follow you, but first I have to go say, say goodbye to my family." And, <laughs> and, and Jesus said to him. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I mean, once you put your hand on there, you just got to go forward. You got to keep going forward. It's like also like stop making it about everyone else. And, you know, like it's time you got to really take care of yourself first. You got to follow your own inspiration, your own guidance. When it comes, no matter how it speaks to you, I used to be totally drowning in ideas that I, I couldn't live this way because of what other people might think, whether it was family or friends. But the more I follow it, the more it actually opens up those relationships that I were worried about. You know, the more it brings me closer to my family, to my friends. That's the beauty of this stuff. But you have to step out boldly at first because it's your life. You're the only one who can hear that voice inside you. Well, yeah. And when I'm not stepping out, it's because I'm really saying, I really don't believe life flows in a positive direction. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And that's why so I'll hold back or and then I'll come up with excuses to justify that. Well, people might look at you strange if they know you do a show that's spiritual, a podcast. Yeah. Are you sure you want to let everyone know this is what yeah. you do? Or you know, or any silly I idea that could come up into my little brain. Yeah. I know I've spent too much of my life in the past trying to calculate what I'm going to say to explain things to other people. I can tell you this, like with Daryl helped me with when I had two old cars and I uh, had never even thought that I could own cars or lease new cars or drive new cars. And I'll tell you, in the last year, one of the things that transformed is my wife and I are both driving new cars. And now the thing that Daryl's helped me, reminded me about is owning my own home. And so that's now I'm just in, I'm just when he's at first, I, I knew it was a good idea because at first I felt like, uh, no, 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 that's not it. But as soon as I heard myself say that, I thought to myself, this must be a good idea. I got to let this in. And then I started to get excited by the idea. Of yes, owning my that's own what home. happened to me with Dugan. And yeah. all you need to do, you don't have to necessarily take action. You just right. got to say yes to the idea. Yes to the possibility. Don't be a stingy innkeeper. Don't pretend there's no room in there. If you think there's no room, it's because you... Have to you have an opportunity to look inside and find out that there's so much more room in your life than you have ever realized. One more thing before we go to the break, you just hit upon that may be helpful as some of our listeners. Yes, our good friend Rod, who's a fan of the show, he listens all the time. He's a, he's actually an actor yeah. here in Los Angeles, but he also has another job. Yeah, and the other job he really doesn't love. But he really does his best. He's a giver at work, yeah, and yeah. he does a good job. He's not one of these guys that discounts the bread and butter job. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a grateful employee, although he's in between right now. Gotcha. Right? So he's having trouble. Like, how can I, I – I'm trying – do I step out boldly? Do I stay yeah, here? Yeah, a lot of people can relate to that. I and I said – Rod, this is what helped me. When Dugan told me this, if you can't think on, you know, praying for God's will and stuff, I know what you can do is what I learned from Dugan is relish in the idea. Every day you're at your bread and butter job, relish in the idea and the thought that, wow, I could meet and exceed my monthly budget as an entertainer in the entertainment business. Yes. I go just to enjoy that that is a reality. Yes. Cuz we've done his budget and it's a, it's a it's not an unrealistic yes thing to be 
assuming, mm-hmm. making that assumption in your mind. And creative waiting or prayer is it's faith mixed with imagination and joy. Yes. So you don't have to be specifically on God, please. No, relish in that idea. And I said, when this happened to me when I was new in the military, new at these spiritual principles, and Mike Dugan was saying things to me, why don't you buy your own uh, condo while yes. you're in the service? What are you waiting for? And at first I was like, ah. but then I would start just thinking, you know what? It is possible for me to own my own condo. Yeah. And that made my working hours at work like, I became a better employee. Oh, yes, because you feel joy and, and possibility. And possibility and, thinking yeah. instead of limited thinking. Instead of focusing on, oh, this job's holding me back, I saw bigger possibilities. And now this job, prior to what I thought was holding, the military is my problem. I can never do anything wrong. Right. Now that turned into a, oh, I could see all the blessings in it. Yes. And even today, in my case, Daryl, just yesterday, I received something in the mail that said the average... The average income for a new homeowner in this area. And that number was considerably less than what I actually made this year. I know. And I made, I made more than I thought that I would uh, ever make at the job I'm at. I don't even know how it exactly happened, but I kept blessing it and blessing it. That's how it happened. I was considering and thinking I needed to change jobs this year to make more money, but I ended up making more money than that other job even makes. And I had no idea until my wife pointed it out to me recently. So this stuff is amazing. It is. So, yeah, there's always room at the end. There's always room at the end. Remember that. So coming up next... Timothy Parker's co-host of Cigars and Sea Stories clears away the mental cobwebs with today's daily word, giving. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug?, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? Is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut 
act on their intuition and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Ah, thanks for sticking around yes. to the other side of the break. Today's show is There's Always Room at the End with our guest, Timothy Parkhurst. And what do we have to kick off this segment, Ed? Well, I like the, I just another thing that the idea that there's always room at the end. I, I was telling Daryl earlier with this story when Mary and Joseph showed up at the door. I have a feeling there was probably a kid in the yes. back going or or the wife or someone was going just let him in come on i think it's a good idea and he was like no no i'm not gonna make my budget if i do that or yeah, whatever he was yeah, worried we'll about my budget if we let them in i got screwed over in the past by right you know so anyway so it's all about a state of mind an open flowing mind and uh there's good news from celebrate yourself by eric butterworth this has a lot because really opening the door to new flow it has a lot to do with well, letting go of the past. Well, yeah, because we said the only in our description, the only thing that gets in the way yeah. is, is old, worn out ideas. Yeah. We're not allowing ourselves to be open and to it, new possibilities and new ideas. And sometimes those new possibilities come disguised yes. as an inconvenience. Yes. So we got to be we got to make room for that, too. Yeah. But the, the enthusiasm we generate from the new ideas g- allows us to give yes. real loving service yes. to others. And anyway, so he's, there, this is a great reading called A Good Forgettery for You. And Butterworth says, your past is retained only by your thought. It is not the incident, but the memory of it that causes the effects of it today. The moment it is dropped from your consciousness, it is gone from the only place it ever existed. God forgives as you forget and forgive, as you rise above the limited consciousness and walk on. All that counts in your life is what you are reaching for and what you are becoming. Wow. And I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be becoming the people we've been becoming yes. if it wasn't for our listeners. That's right. Especially since we always pull one in to actually do a lot of the work for us. Like coming up, we're going to have Timothy Parker. So 
We love our listeners. Yes, we do. We want to thank all of you for all the great mail, comments, emails, gifts, yeah. donations. Dude, if you want to read the Daily Word on our show, please reach out to us through either DarylAndEd.com. There's a contact page. You can email us at funniestthingatunityonlineradio.org or our Facebook fan page. Yes. Let us know. Come on. I promise you, everyone who's come on has has really benefited from just like we do by benefiting yes. from the show. We come away feeling really good. We know you will too. Uh our good newser on Facebook just put up a great post about the gift of thumb thumb drives. That's right. And actually our guest has a podcast, so this is good for his fans yeah. uh too. Load up your favorite podcast if it's funniest thing with Daryl and Ed or any of the shows Cigars on and Sea Stories. Cigars and Sea Stories or any of the shows on uh Unity Online Radio, put them on a thumb drive, wrap it up, and you can give that to a friend who you think would benefit from those topics. Yes, no need to fear the podcast. They're amazing. Ever since oh. I started getting into them, it's one of the only things I listen to because it's like... Uh, oh, it's great. Yeah, for you your have, drive time. Yeah. And you know, now you can just take the pod, the little thumb drive and bloop, plug it right into a USB in the cars oh, now. That's amazing. You can send us anything... Via parcel post at funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Uh, again, check out the website, DarylNed.com. There's actually YouTube episodes. There's an 18-day uh, meditation thing there that you can do. It's very short. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff there. And then uh, one thing we want to thank, one person we want to thank. Oh who is just a, um, a he's, godsend. He's not responsible for the content. He always likes us to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but he is responsible for he, you hearing it properly. So he polishes. <laughs> I don't want to call it a turd, but he polishes whatever lands in his in his lap, in his yeah. inbox. And uh, his name's Jeff Comfort. That's right. He's gonna. Sh- we're going to tell a story how he shared with us some... Very manly wisdom recently, too. Oh, yeah, that's coming up later. Show, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, his name is Jeff Comfort. Like you said, he's the chief engineer at Unity Online Radio. He actually put together that whole darn studio. This guy is incredible. Yeah. We've discussed how handsome he is many times. You want to throw out anything about his, his looks? His good looks? Well, he's like the, he's the winning combination, I guess you would say, of Kevin Costner and Don Knotts. Yes, indeed. And each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. There we go. Are you going to do a quick shout out to Message of Hope? I hope he gets back because I think he took Parkhurst on that jet ride. I think Parkhurst was driving the jet. Uh, maybe, he was, <laughs> yeah, maybe he snuck in there, that bastard. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, shout out to Message of Hope with Kimberly. Fr- oh, oh the, the director of Message of Hope is Kimberly Moreau, who we had a pleasure of meeting at Unity. Uh, village when we She were literally there. bumped into us, and that's because she's blind. And I mean that. She literally bumped she's into us. She's the most amazing person. She thought, she actually chatted. We thought she loved us, but it turns out she thought she was in line for coffee. So she chatted with us for like five or ten minutes and then said, hmm, have you guys got your coffee yet? And so we lovingly pointed her in the right direction, but she let us know how much the uh, blind and visually impaired community enjoys our show. Yeah, our which is a Chico, real surprise. So listening. We're so thankful. What, shot, what Message of Hope does is provide spiritual materials to those in need, prisons, hospitals, That's schools. Right. It also provides resources in Braille and audio CDs to people who are blind or visually impaired. You can call them at 866-421-3066 to either um, reap the benefits of their service or contribute to their to their cause. And we also like to give a shout out to the prayer line. Yes. 800 now prayer. 800 669 
Two-Nine. It's yeah. been around for 125 years. It was originally known as the... The Society of Secret Help. The Society no. of Secret... Silent Help. The Society of Silent Help. Yeah. It's non-denominational, so regardless of your faith, if you need prayer, give them a call. It's the most... There's something about making that call that already starts to shift the gears in my mind and start to fill me with hope, and I start feeling like I'm turning the corner. Yeah. I'm not going to sit up here and brag and say that I'm always the joyous innkeeper. Sometimes It feels terrible to be the stingy innkeeper, yes. but I still find myself in that role. Yes. Something like calling the prayer line, or uh, the, they have an app, the letter U, the word pray. It's a free app. There's a free app. Sending in a prayer there. It helps remind me that there is room at the end. Yes. Because when you really feel it, and that shift happens, it's just natural. to be, yeah. Then we get in a generous, giving, loving place, and our success is guaranteed. Yeah, and joy is really the strength of the Lord. And even now, like yesterday, I really felt like I was on my deathbed. Yeah. And we have one fan who's a longtime friend of mine, Kirk, in Germany. Yeah. And he said, "I'm gonna." He goes, "I'll call this the uh, uh, silent unity yeah. the prayer line." And I was like, okay, you know, I felt yeah. so bad, but I was so thankful yes. that he was doing that. And then you said you were praying, and yep. today, today I feel like a new man. I used it for my wife earlier, sent in a you pray when I was sitting on the sofa meditating. Because sometimes it's like, it's hard for me when people are close to me or suffering, um, even though it doesn't help them a lick if I'm suffering. But this gives me something to do with that energy yes. of concern. And I know it's in good hands and it helps me feel better and keep moving forward. Yes. All right. So let's see. Now we come to the daily word. That's right. If you want to subscribe, go to DarylNed.com. There's a special offer tab or there's a little um, link you can click and it's a great deal, like a ridiculously low price. Less than three cents a day. And it really is a great way to start your day or, or in the middle of the, the day, day or at the end of the day. Anytime I carry mine, like Daryl suggests, in my pocket, yep. I highlight little pieces. So I only need to read like three or four sentences of it later in the day and it kicks me right back up the stairs. And someone we, we love who... Uh, as part of like a family of fellows over at Cigars and Sea Store and in the veteran community who always kicks us up the stairs. And matter of fact, he's a drill, he's a drill instructor now for real. Yeah, oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So sometimes we need to turn to professionals, Daryl and Ed, to kick us upstairs. We need that swift, like that real nice Marine Corps boot. That the, anything else won't do. We need the, the uh, military-grade kick up the stairs. Yeah, and you know what? They always mean well. Because i got to give credit. The guys that – most of the guys that were significant in yeah. getting my life straight 30 years ago yep. were Marine gunny sergeants, Howard and this other gunny sergeant, Mike, Mike Curtin. Yeah. And i got to tell you, these guys – they. It's tough love. They love you. That's why they'll say yeah. they just basically they're, they're not picking on you. They're just holding up a mirror. You may the not world, like what you see. The world needs a lot of yes. that right now. So we're always pleased to welcome people like our friend here, Mr. Timothy Parkhurst. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey. we're so happy you're here. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy I'm here, too. This is our last show of the year, and i got to tell you, we made a small mistake leading up to this. We thought we had another uh, veteran actually coming another on. Another Marine. But what's amazing is we're in the chapel meditating, and Daryl goes, we got to have Timothy Parkhurst on soon. And I said, well, check the calendar. Let's see if we, we can get him on or if he's already scheduled. And then Daryl texted me later and said, Timothy Parkhurst is on tomorrow. Not the other guy. <laughs> so you were on Daryl's mind, and we were so happy that, yeah, like we said, that you are here. 
Well, I, I didn't realize this was the last one of the year. I'm I'm honored. I mean, that's yeah, awesome. dude, that's we're, we're so. stoked you're here. How about we read or how about you read the daily word to kick off a nice lively discussion? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about giving. Through giving, I receive. The delight in children's eyes as they open a gift brings joy to the giver. Tears of thanksgiving from someone receiving a helping hand can uplift the heart of the helper. Lending a hand in a friend's time of need blesses them and me. Jesus taught that we should love others, sharing our time and attention, expecting nothing in return. Doing so, we create a situation through which we receive unimaginable blessings in return. Through giving, I receive. I share the blessings I've received and create a circle of love and giving that expands outward from me to bless me and everyone in my world. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. And that's from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Ah, that is phenomenal. It is Good true. Stuff. We do. I re, we receive what we give. Yes. If you want to, every time I'm encouraging to someone else, I feel more courageous yeah. about my life and my circumstances. Yeah. Whenever I'm like cheering someone else on, you know, to be more confident, I actually start feeling confident. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I do. You know, I love what Timothy was sharing with us. Uh, Maybe you can just let our listeners know about the job, uh, the job that you've been doing, because you were sharing about um, the way you're giving back to these young people. So maybe we can start by yes, what the you job is share you're doing. what you're great. doing now. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm getting paid, so it's not like I'm completely altruistic or anything. But I'm, uh, I'm working with kids at a private military school, and I'm what they call a drill instructor. Um, except these kids aren't in the military; they're, you know, they're high school kids, but um, you know, in a, in a boarding school kind of an environment, they're there 24 seven. They only see their teachers for a few hours during the day, the rest of the time they're mine. And mm-hmm. so the opportunities for mentoring and for making an impact in these kids' lives uh, is pretty enormous. And I know when I, when I graduated from that school back in 1986, whoops, wait a minute. I just gave away how old I am. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but I, I got mad, a lot so. out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I learned a lot from my drill instructor because he was really involved, you know, with with kind of helping me make some better decisions and things like that. And he's part of why I cho- chose to join the Marine Corps. But, uh, you know, some of these kids, they come from good families. Uh, some of them not. Uh, some of them are rich. Some of them are not. You know, right. you kind of get all kinds. But they're they're all looking for uh themselves and they're kind of making their way without mom and dad and without that support structure that they had at home. And so I'm trying to provide sort of a, um, a framework where they can make their own decisions and, you know, become their own person. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really gratifying, you know, because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort because they're people and you can't get them to do whatever you want them to do when you want them to do it. But, I feel like they really kind of soak up the knowledge um, and they try so hard. So it's, it's really gratifying. Now, I like what you were sharing before. You're talking about the jobs that you, you give to people. And, and um, you said something about what you tell them if they're not like kind of doing the job. 
Um, yeah, make, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's a military kind of a structure. So you have billets, you know, squad leaders and platoon sergeants and company commanders and all that. And you know, the adult staff, we promote them. We we give them those jobs or we take them away. And right. the thing I'm telling these kids is, you know, if, if you don't care, you know, if you don't care enough about the, ca- the 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 other cadets that you're working for, we can find somebody else that does care. Yes, you know, you've got to care. You have to. You have to have some empathy for the, the the people under your charge, and you have to care to to be any good at the job. It's leadership is is all about giving of yourself. Yes, you know you can't taking and be a good leader. No, and so. people feel the the people under your charge are even good leaders I had in my life, and not just necessarily in the military, just in my everyday life and in other jobs throughout my lifetime, and even teachers. It was always the ones that were the most caring and freely giving that I tended to desire to do my best for, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like naturally yeah. it started to pull, oh, yeah. it started to pull me up without me. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like it was effort. It's their givingness, their devotion to their job and how I could feel, even if sometimes Agreed. I was being disciplined. There, I could really see there were care for me. It actually, the energy came from somewhere other than myself. It felt like that started to elevate me from within. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's the, I think the caring piece. It was an attraction. Yeah. And this caring piece is so important. And just like you said, I was thinking about this. It wasn't like there's one type of teacher or one type of person that I gravitated toward when I was younger. It was the, but it was the ones who really cared. They could be like super harsh or whatever, right. mellow or whatever. But where they were coming from with what they, what were they trying? You know, like what was the center that was motivating them? You know, because you can feel that. Yes. You know, because if someone doesn't care, you can tell they're just they're like basically. When I, when, if I don't flat. care about something, yeah, I'm just basically trying to avoid the whole thing. And then I'm treating other people like they're a nuisance. But like I work with some tough kids now and I, and I call it like this old like Newt Brockney or uh, like one of these old Vince Lombardi part of me that comes out. Sometimes <laughs> I lay it down for these kids and I have this mar- – like in the past, I was kind of judgmental about that part of myself. But – because, you know, whatever weird ideas I had about what a teacher should be like. But sometimes I'll just boom with like the loudest, deepest voice and just be like, drop down the head, you know, like, and, but the thing is, it turns into love. Like it turns yes. into, look, I'm not mad at you, but I'm telling you in order for all of us to get where we want to go and for this to continue, this is, you cannot be doing that in here, or this is what I need from you. You know, and I care so much about that. That's why I'm fired up. Well, yeah. And the kids aren't, I mean, we're not stupid to motives from leaders, even yeah. as an adult. And if a leader has a strong personality. Yeah. I could, but he's full of like love. Like this is because I care about you and I care about what we're doing. I can feel that. Like I know that's his underlying intention. Like I don't immediately go, oh, he's a jerk. He's mean. Now, people who don't care about their job sometimes fly off the handle. Yeah. And that's a different, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Because if there's fear involved, if there's fear involved of what other people are going to think of me or, you know what I mean? That kind of yes. like, you're getting in the way of my plans. That's different yes. than 
coming from a fully enthusiastic place of like, this is so important yes. for all of us. And yeah. it's almost like a selfless like yes. enthusiasm and passion that comes through. And that is essential to me. I'm sure you I, can I think relate. I should be a drill instructor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like What's but, that? Yeah. It's not, it's not so much caring about the job as it is the people. Right. Know? And yes. whether they're kids or whether they're fellow adults or, you know, whoever they are. And that's something that I try to teach these kids because they're young and they don't know any better. Their life experience is so small compared right. to ours because we're old, you know. <laughs> but yes. uh, you know, realize, you know, something most people don't figure out sometimes in their whole life. But life is yes. about people. It's about yes. relationships. It's it. And yeah, if you, if you don't care about people, then what good are you? You well, know, really, you got to care. Oh, I agree. That's it in a nutshell. Yes. That, you know, I uh, heard that video from Jim Blake, the Unity CEO. And the question was like how much room he was responding to. They did a 14 days of questions. And the question was something like, how much room do you give other people to grow and change? And this is what he was speaking of, like making room at the end instead of just writing them off, being willing to see their potential, being willing yes. to, um, recognize and it doesn't mean you have to be a doormat in any way but th giving them an opportunity to yes. either step forward into themselves or they're going to go their separate way but keeping that open as a possibility i've experimented key. this without knowing i was experimenting it yeah when i do the drawings I, I go in and i volunteer like an hour a week in this first grade class and i teach drawing card you know cartoons yeah. and we make up little classes and exercises yeah. mm -hmm. And just because it's my nature, I'll like joke with these kids right. and I'll say, okay, you guys are first graders and I'll go, because I'm going to teach you some stuff that's college level, yes. but I know you guys could handle it. And then I'll do it. And then they do it. And it actually is above first grade level. Yeah. But it's amazing how just, you've seen it. Yep. Like I'll, and then I, then I start joking back. Are you, like, are you sure you guys are first graders? This isn't like fifth grade. And they laugh. No, Mr. Fuzaro. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, they, because I'm like joking, but I really do believe, cause I don't know any better not to believe that they can do it. Cause I still think I'm a kid and I think anyone could draw as yes. good as me. So I actually think they can, but it's similar to what you're saying. It's like, when we see, or what Jim was saying, when I see the potential and look at that, Instead of me writing off the outside, yeah. like what I'm seeing in the moment, it it that that power comes through them. I'm yeah. sure you're witnessing this with your group at the academy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it it's it's. I'm not smart enough to consciously do these things. Sometimes it just sort of happens. Right. Well, I that's find, it. Yeah, I find that the times that I'm most satisfied after the fact are the times when. Um, a kid sort of grows into himself and I accidentally gave him the latitude, you know, to right. make a decision and be his own person. And then I step back and I'm like, wow, that, that worked out pretty well, you know? Yes. And they think that I gave them some nugget of wisdom Yeah. and I'm thinking, wow, I'm glad that worked out. Yes. Well, that's exactly like this show because you're making room at the end. You're not sticking by the book or going in full of fear. Oh, how am I going to tackle this? I, I should read up. And maybe if I say this, this, and this, it'll do this, that, and this. You're like just going in 
With a big heart. You know what we're doing? That big heart holds a broader vision. Yes. That is helpful for someone who is moving forward. Just by us holding a broader vision, a bigger vessel for what they can become than, than their conscious. Like inside, it's already trying to happen. Yes. And we see it as obvious. But when we're in the midst of it, we don't always see it as obvious. So having someone else holding that vision is huge. You know what? Absolutely. We got to get going. Look what time it is. Sir. Okay, we got okay. one. I know you're giving in so many ways. So you guys have the Cigars and Sea Stories podcast, and I know that yes, you're still part of that, correct? Uh-huh. And then Absolutely. You Warrior, have not, Hall. Warrior Hall. Is that is that what's going yeah, on there? Yeah, uh, Bennett and I are still working Warrior Hall, uh, still trying to give back to the veteran community, uh, helping combat veterans do, uh, during their transition. Uh, you can find us on warriorhall.org, and uh, we're, we're doing good things. Great. Wait, what part of Texas are you in? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm down in, way down in the southern tip, uh, a town called Harlingen. It's Harlingen. Uh, not far from Brownsville. Yeah. All right, man. Because we, we have a fan in, what is it, Rollette? Yeah. Ever hear Rollette, Texas? Uh, never heard of it. All we right, well, all right. And they're... <laughs> it's a Take big care. state. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, buddy. We love you, man. Give our love to the whole crew at Cigars and Sea Story. We'll talk to you soon. All right, love you too. Take care. Okay, Take bye-bye. care, man. Okay, so let's see here. Mr. Uh, Barker, Raymond Charles Barker says in The Power Decision, the infinite is a divine extravagance. It is forever giving itself away. God knows no thrift. The infinite does not need to be thrifty for it is an inexhaustible mind, an inexhaustible substance. It does not need to conserve, pinch, limit, or budget. It throws itself away for it knows that only through expression can the abundant life be lived. Expression is release and the infinite mind is forever throwing itself away, releasing itself in order to... In order for it to have total self-expression, it has to be a total givingness. This is the divine magnificence. Let it go, let it go, let it go. That's right. So quickly, we got to tell about this. Jeff Comfort invited Daryl and Ed into the comfort zone on our last trip to Unity Village to share some manly advice. That's right. As Daryl and Ed sat one on each knee, he said... Boys, I'm going to share with you some things I've learned over the years regarding dating women or men, for that fact. Daryl and Ed got excited and replied, Oh boy, Mr. Comfort, what is it? Well, this is it. When you marry the right woman, you're complete. Daryl and Ed nodded. When you marry the wrong woman, you're finished. Daryl and Ed nodded again. And if the right woman catches you with the wrong woman, you're completely finished. Hey! All right, we got some mail. Where's Gabby? Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. The first mail comes from Rachel Gallant in New Hampshire. Hello, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready to celebrate the birth of love? And we say yes. I met the coolest guy while waiting in line for some prints at Staples the other day. And then she sent us his Christmas, her, his Christmas card. We're going to post it on Facebook. Yes. We had the nicest conversation. He's a talented artist, but he's kind of shy about playing in public. He's, uh, I sent him a copy of your newsletter, Daryl. And she wants to... Because uh, he plays the guitar. Yes. I would love to send him a signed copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug and a signed copy of Coconut Donut to Steve Wilson. Thanks so much for all the fun and your God-given gifts. With love and all the joy this magical season brings, Rachel. I hope I signed that to Steve. 
Me too. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot that was his name. Next up. Oh, this is from Susie Thompson in Texas. Yes. Another Texan. And she says, indulge, take a bite of the donut. Happy Saturday, my Duke boys. A couple of things. Did you know your last episode was deleted? I had it ready on my phone, and when I went back, it said episode was deleted by user. So I thought I'd just go to Unity and stream it from there, but it said deleted as well. No! I need my fix. I I felt inspired to create the attached graphic. Not sure why. I've learned to not question, but instead just go with the inspired idea. Make room at the end. Yes. Well... I'm at it. Just a few words of appreciation for all you do, sharing your talents, inspiring the world, gifting the world, changing the world. Thank you all. Have a super weekend, guys. Love, Susie, a.k.a. Texas Daisy. Nice. Thank you. Stephanie Tina Havelka from Laguna Beach, California said, listening to you boys this morning in the car. Best to you these holidays. Hugs. What's the next one? Ruth sir? Perkins, also from Texas, said, I'm constantly amazed by you guys. You brighten my every day for me. Thanks. You rock. Stacy Warner said, your show is like God coffee. Ooh. I stay awake better when I have my daily dose. Love you guys. Of course, because it's in the Bible. He brews. That's right. What did I <laughs> Christina Rabom, Oakland, California. Ed, this reminds me of you. I've been sharing your story with my yoga students about letting go of the perfect alignment and just showing up to mess around and have a good time. And she sent a reading. The reading is, says, uh, take no, no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where shall we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye need all of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, meaning joy yes. and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to, to, unto you. The third principle in yoga is asteya, or non-stealing. The simplest way to define non-stealing is acting in faith and the simplest way to define stealing is faithlessness on the mat we are or our mind will tell us in life too or on the, the yoga mat am i doing it right am i doing enough should i do more should i do less she says our this reading says our faithlessness steals the moment away from ourselves and from the universe let go into the right action and let that be enough be in the posture or position you're in right now and let the rest sort itself out. Yeah, on its make own. room at the end. There's always room at the end. That's right. And oh, oh, oh. who's that? Seamless hey, cloth. It's, whoa, it's Jesus. Yeah, I'm with it. Let's go right into the holiday season with an old zinger. Okay, well, it's that time of year for you, isn't I, it? I keep telling you guys. I know, so let's hear it. It's just a matter of time before you make up your mind to give all that love that you've been hiding. It's just a question of when. I told you time and again. You'll get all the love that you've been denying. Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, yeah, you got to give in. Sooner or later, love is gonna let you. Sooner or later, love's gonna win! Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do, including the Timothy funniest Parkers, thing. we love you! Facebook page, our YouTube page, our Twitter feed at You can also write to us at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Cigarsandseastories.com! And as always, thank you for being part of Funniest Thing. We love Jeff Comfort! On Unity Online Radio. Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, yeah, you gotta give in. Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, love is gonna win. Yeah! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Derek. Message. Your message from...
Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 